Bros chilling in the hot tub, five feet apart cause they're not gay. Two bros, two bros, five feet apart cause they're two bros, two bros, two bros, five feet apart. Hello and welcome to We Rate Queer Bait, a show where we explore the blurry lines between homies and homos and sometimes pharaohs. I am your wonderful host, Devin. I believe in the heart of the cards. Do you? I'm Sky. My pronouns are he, she. Uh, of course, I believe in the power of the cards. What else is there to believe in in this um, this world where you must have a deck and it is basically your license? Like your driver's license? No, fuck that. Where's your dual license? Yeah, you can't listen to this podcast unless your deck is registered with the state. That's right. I'm Emery, and I believe that uh, actually our connections to other people are what form our reality, and the thing that enables that connection, heart of the cards. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And this week, we uh, <laughs> I took a little bit of an easy route through this. Um, Was it? Well, <laughs> in a way of like the amount of content I had to research, you know? Right. This week we're talking about the mental illness that drives Seto Kaiba from the hit show Yu-Gi-Oh! To Atem, the pharaoh, Yu-Gi-Moto, the spirit that possesses the little boy known as Yu-Gi-Moto. That's what we're talking about this week. I didn't want to rewatch all of Duel Monsters, the show, because that's five seasons and a lot to do. Mm -hmm. So I just condensed it down to the movie Dark Side of Dimensions. And you know... This movie is something. Hey, I, I've watched this movie a couple of times before. I did not realize just how severely Kazuki Takahashi had watched Serial Experiments Lane right before he made this movie. Well, 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 well. <laughs> Sometimes you get a little little worm in your brain <laughs> and you're like, this could also, I got to excise this. Mm-hmm. Why not do it with Yu-Gi-Oh? God. Why not in the Yu-Gi-Oh universe? Why not in the Yu-Gi-Oh universe? Before I uh, kick into the plot, uh, what is uh, y'all's history with the game or show or experience of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Seto Kaiba and Atem? Well, um, I was born in the mid-90s, so uh-huh. I definitely have seen my fair share of the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime as it was airing in like the early 2000s, and I also definitely had a Yu-Gi-Oh deck that mostly consisted of like the other neighborhood kids giving me their shitty cards and I may have bought like one or two packs for myself but it was mostly the neighborhood kids shitty cards um and I never really learned how the game worked um no one does. exactly if and they the, tell you they do they're lying exactly like I kind of you know like fell out of it and stuff and then in the past couple years I've been like oh that exists and the more I learn about it the more it's like yeah no one gets how the card game works you just you know, you just play it and you figure it out as you go. And that's, that's, that's kind of beautiful. Um, so yeah, I would say very little to none, but I do, I do remember that boy going in. Basically I was like, you know, I've seen some, um, uh, what's, what's the one you watch all the time? What? The Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, GX? Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh GX. I have seen bits and pieces of Yu-Gi-Oh GX and it's wild every time. I love it. I have not seen it like start to finish, but, uh, it's definitely, definitely some content there. Yeah. One day I will talk about, uh, Judai and Johan and whatever they have going on. Oh yeah. We'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. I watched all of GX like fairly recently. Um, 
I have not touched, like, the main series Duel Monsters since, again, since it was airing on, like, Kids WB or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's see. I, I have watched DSOD a couple of times, as I mentioned, um, I, and I played a little bit of the card game. I did not know what I was doing. Um, I had a couple of friends who were, like, actually knew what they were doing with the game and i in fact did play in a tournament at a local card game store once Ooh. and ab got absolutely trounced in in the first round by someone who actually knew how to play <laughs> yeah that's um when they released one of the newer like mobile games for Yu-Gi-Oh! duel masters i was like oh i i vaguely know the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh! i can play this game and i got on one like online competitive match and just got bodied in the worst possible way. I, I also listened, like just. I've also listened to every episode of Pod of Greed and was on the show once. Incredible. Yeah. I would say actually maybe the biggest impact that Yu-Gi-Oh had on my life was that when Magic the Gathering became a thing, I did not get into it because I played the game once and I was like, that's too many rules. Yu-Gi-Oh is like you throw the card down and I couldn't even get that. So <laughs> there's no way I'm fucking playing a right? deck builder game with like actual rules that I have to actually learn. Mm -hmm, it's not mm -hmm. happening. <laughs> Which would you rather have though? Actual rules or every card in Yu-Gi-Oh has like a mountain of text God. just on its card, just a fucking like essay sitting there. Which would you rather have, to know the rules or to have to read a small book every time you set something on the field? Well, you know, I think what it really taught me is that maybe these card games that are about, you know, building a deck and having an intimate detail with each of the cards in the deck and picking out which ones you want and then learning the, you know, I think maybe it's just all not for me, but I think... Let me, let me if I were actually going to get into it long term, it would probably... It would have to be Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I want to say Magic the Gathering because I think the structure like would be better for my brain to actually learn it, but I'm also just wanting to play the Chaos card right now because I'm like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is just like so fun in how it doesn't work, and it only works because so many people for so many years Explain just decided... Explain what the fuck is going on there. Uh, if a card is sent from the hand and or deck to your opponents, you graveyard. can- Graveyard. Graveyard, yeah. You can special summon this card from your hand, then you can special summon one level four fairy monster from your graveyard, except Agita the Ancient Sentry. Uh, if this card- Um- so that's uh, just a small essay for one card. Yeah, yeah. So what you can do with that card is you can, uh, fuck them over. And that's basically, you know- Sometimes yeah, and that's that about works all it well is. with this yeah, and yeah, this, yeah. and I'm just looking up cards that have walls of text on them. There is just something very endearing to me about it, that it really is, like, we, we talked a little bit about the history, and we have been for, you know, a little bit, but about, like, how it was literally, like, you know, Pokemon was becoming popular, and they just picked this, like, horror manga and was like, hey make like a card game out of this mm -hmm. and they were like i don't i don't know that it actually really lends itself to that and they were like yeah but that's like how the capitalism is going so like let's just do it anyway kazuki takahashi may you rest in peace um you know how we own your soul <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you're gonna now make this like slightly more kid friendly like slightly more like it's a shonen now and also it's we're gonna make a card game out of it and i just respect the level that it should not work as a card game and the only reason it does is because so many people were fucking committed to like actually like making it work to like mm -hmm. playing it out enough that there is sort of a cohesive set of rules now is like it's it's kind of neat yeah built on the power of belief baby that's right 
this whole fucking game is its own witch's curse. It's also very funny that, like, in early Duel Monsters, like, they did not really know what the rules of the card game were yet. No. So it was kind of just Calvin Ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was... My favorite was when Potagreed was going through the first season of mm-hmm. Duel Monsters, and every duel just had, like, a new absurd rule that didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, the terrain uh, affects the duel. Or, oh, you can summon Catapult Turtle to launch your card into this floating fortress, and that just acts as if you s- launched a real dude into it. <laughs> Also, I think. Also, like, every When we single... play the Labyrinth card, your cards get lost. <laughs> also, every single duel is somehow connected to, like, a saw trap. Ah, oh, that shit ruled. Mm-hmm. God. Like, that's sick. I'm... Yugi and... Well, one day when I actually do the full Yugi and Seto Kaiba, uh, Yami and Seto Kaiba dueling on top of a building that they're just like, this fucking thing's rigged to blow and you'll fall to your death if you lose. Yup. Shit ruled. Like, it's sick. Also, I think the Shadow Realm just is so funny. The concept so of, funny. like, you you can't oh, kill yeah. people in this because we're going to air it to kids. Oh, so instead of killing them, we're going to send them to hell. Does that work? We're going to send you to torture hell instead. I hope you like that. <laughs> like? Instead of just dying, you get sent to torture hell. It was very Catholic of them, is what I'll say. Yeah, it's a great, um, a great response. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Famous Catholic corporation for kids entertainment yeah <laughs> may may for kids also rest in peace mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's dead now rip rip mm-hmm. so what's this okay. movie about i'm gonna go through the plot of this movie and if you think i'm maybe skipping over an entire maybe like <laughs> third to a half of the plot just know it's because it doesn't matter at all so the movie starts off with us in the beautiful vacuum of space, mm-hmm. um, looking at a big space elevator that has the Kaiba Corp logo written on the side. That's fucking right. Yeah. Also, and then the we space kind station of... itself is the, in the shape of the Kaiba Corp Oh, well, logo. I was getting there. Yeah. The camera <laughs> kind of drifts upwards to look at a top-down view of the space station, and it is built in the logo of Kaiba Corp, which rules. You must Damn, know I wonder every space angle station that you could... Is. <laughs> I wonder who owns this. I'm getting a lot of questions about my space station that are already answered by the <laughs> shape of the space station. The thing about Kaiba is he could have built a space station like probably 20 years earlier, but he needed it to look like his logo at every angle. Yeah, from every <laughs> angle, you needed to know exactly who built this thing, and that's why it took so long. Yeah, non-Euclidean piece of construction here to look like <laughs> the giant KC at every angle you look at it. Yeah, so we yeah zoom- as, as a fucking test run of his puzzle-solving computer, he first had it, like, you know, he first tested out its spatial <laughs> abilities by having it design the shape of that spaceship, or space That's station. Right. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, well, I need to reconstruct this puzzle in zero-G. Instead of just, I don't know, building an anti-gravity chamber, which I can probably do since I'm fucking Kaiba, I think I'll build a space station. Uh-huh. I'll build a space elevator, something no one has done before. Um, so we zoom into the space station. We find our main character. I don't want to hear anything anyone says about it. No, this is the main character. Yeah, the main character, Seto Kaiba, just staring at a cool Egyptian puzzle. Just really, really thunking on it. Uh, and the, it goes from here. We cut to a secondary main character, Yugimoto, uh, leaving his grandpa's game shop, heading to school. 
He's walking to school. He's meeting all his damn friends. They're talking about, oh, it's graduation soon. We're going to be graduating. Oh, now I'm going to miss you guys so much. I do really like the bits of this movie just like that are just like Yugi and his friends being at the end of high school. That's that's Oh, it's extremely cute. They are actually like, yeah, it's a cute friend group. And with at least in this movie, without a lot of the things that I'm like, ah, why'd you have to put it in there? You know, they like like genuinely have just really cute moments. I like it when an anime movie reminds us why we like the characters. It's good. Mm -hmm. Like, I love it when they're at school, they're eating lunch together, hanging out, they're going to, like, the mall together. There's a lot of this movie dedicated to just showing you that these guys are friends and they like to hang out with each other, which I think Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. very needed. Yeah. A lot of anime just wants you to assume they're friends because they share the amount of screen time together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to say, I don't believe you. Right. Um, so they're hanging out. They're going to school. They're discussing it's graduation. Oh, future plans and all that. Um, they walk into class and there's just a looks like he should be a main character kid sitting in the corner. Yeah, he's sitting in the main character seat. Mm-hmm. He's sitting in the main character seat. They're all like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. me too. Who's you know that? He's a, he, you know he's a main character because his hairstyle exists in five dimensions. that's true i was also commenting though about how a lot of the background characters have like slightly more fucked up hair than usual (laughs) and it's so funny how they try to make Yu-Gi-Oh's hair look like almost normal in the universe like how they have to just up like the ante on everyone's yeah he's the equivalent to the kid you saw in high school who like actually dyed their hair yeah but everyone's hair is also just like that Mm -hmm. yep um so, yeah, it's it's like it's like the fu- it it's it it runs parallel to the power creep of the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Now we're getting hairstyle power creep. That's right. If 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 you've seen the other seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh, you will understand that there is a true like Yu-Gi-Oh hairstyle power creep. <laughs> they try to rein it back in GX a bit, and then they're like, "Wait, why do we do that?" <laughs> and then they just go for it again. Um. So we go from here, it's after school, Yugi is wandering with uh, Teya and Jonoichi, or Joey, depending on how you watched it, um, and we we get to a part where he's just like looking at his old deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and Joey slash Jonoichi is like, no, oh, hey, you, you're just staring at those, you want to duel? And then Yugi goes, oh, I just, fuck, I miss him. I just really miss him. You know, Atem, the dude who used to share my body. I just really miss him. Mm-hmm. And Joey's like, you guys it. had a very special connection. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable you would miss him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, plot shenanigans happen. I don't really care. Um, we cut back to Kaiba. Mm-hmm. Well, we really cut back to a dig site where they're just looking for something very special. Mm-hmm. I just have to mention that because it'll be important later. Mm-hmm. Then we cut back to Kaiba who is sitting in a church mm-hmm. with stained glass and everything, and who should wander in but attempt the pharaoh. It's in a church who... because it symbolizes Kaiba's desire to get married to him. That's right. Oh, completely. I'll be talking about Kaiba constructing an AI field to look like a church to duel his undead boyfriend. Um, so they blah, blah, blah. They talk. They have a duel. It's very homoerotic in the way that dueling is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaiba wins. He says, this was just an AI test. It doesn't really matter. I need to drag the real him from his undead crypt 
and duel him for real or else I'll never find peace in my life, which is normal. Um, we go from here to more school shenanigans. Yugi uh, finally talks to... What's his face? Aigami? Diva? Yeah. Yeah. At this point, they're, they are calling him Aigami, but we have seen him call himself Diva by this point because um, the, the bully scene happened before that. Oh, yeah, the bullies. Some little freaks are bullying Aigami for some reason, and then they... Yeah, a, Joey a, a stops group of them. characters who look like they're from a completely different show. A completely different show, but also the same show, you know? <laughs> exactly, that main guy yeah. whose, like, entire torso is Chen, um, living for it. <laughs> yeah. The, Joey stops him from bullying Aigami. Aigami is just like... The bully is just like, hey, meet me at the abandoned uh, apartment complex for an ass kicking at midnight. And Aigami's like, sure, man. Mm-hmm. And then he just does. He goes there. The bullies are like, I'm going to make a snuff video of us bullying you. Yeah, Like, they like... all just take out weapons and a camera. And they said, we're going to film it. And I'm like, that's really fucked up. Aigami kills them. Or disappears them away after doing some dark magic. Yeah, he sends he, he calls upon his, his plana to send them to another realm that they might not like so much. Yeah, so he kills it's, them. It's, uh-huh. it, it really harkens back to Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero, where just like every motherfucker you encounter in class is just like a complete pervert who wants to stab you. Yeah, it's no a complete reason. psychopath. Mm-hmm. So really, Yu-Gi-Oh! Zero exists in a world where it's like okay that uh, Yugi used to just send people to mind torture palaces, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I'm fine with. Yeah, it's fine because uh, everyone is 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 objectively evil. Yeah, yeah, You're it's kind of like it. it's kind of like when we were watching Death Note and the guy came up on his motorcycle and was like, "Hey, my first and last name. I'm going to assault this woman now." And you you're like, "Damn." Maybe like, like Yagami damn. does live in a universe where this is acceptable. Wow. Death Note and Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> exist in the same universe. L, you, you know somewhere in his, like, fucking big tennis trophy case, like, you know that L Death Note has, like, a few dueling championship uh, Oh my uh, god, L and Light Yagami having a regular duel of Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh my god. god. Oh, what if the shit. tennis scene was a Yu-Gi-Oh duel instead? Oh, could you imagine L being like, what kind of deck do you have, Light? And he's just like... Oh, if I answer burn deck, does he think I like? If do, do does he think I'm cure if I use a burn deck? What about a mill deck? Would that be something cure yeah. would do? Send cards constantly to the graveyard without caring. Oh, but if it's and he just does that, and it's like if he summons blue eyes white dragon, he's fucking Kira. Yeah, um, like I, I really three... want to see Misa Amine's fiend deck. Oh, uh, Misa Amine's cute little doll deck. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's fucking right. You, yeah, you know, like a quarter of the episode is like Yagami like looking through, and he's like, "Well, I have this deck built, but if I bring that one, he's gonna think I'm Kira. But if I bring this one, he's not. He's gonna think I'm trying too hard to not look like Kira." So like half of it is just deck building for the specific fight of I have to bring down L without revealing that I am Kira. You know that you know that Light would look at Misa's deck and be like, "This deck is trash. You just chose all these cards based on aesthetics." Yeah, me fucking too, every time I play Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Someone's like, you could be a lot better if you'd make this deck, and I'm like, those cards are ugly. <laughs> they look so bad. And Light Yagami can't learn, but you know that we would have, like, you know, there would be, like, a scene where she just, like, plays against somebody and just kicks their ass. Exactly. Yeah, just, just like, destroys not them. Not even trying. Demolishes them. Mm-hmm. One turn kill. That's right. This is also, um, Yu-Gi-Oh exists in the world where if anyone got the Death Note, I was talking this with Sky, um, no one would use it. Because everyone's so much on their we-have-to-duel bullshit. Mm-hmm. No one would write the name in the Death Note. 
You have to duel them first. Yeah, we kind of decided that if there was, like, if they found the Death Note, it would immediately get turned in to the police, and then Kaibokor would use it in their tournaments and be like, this is the extra special tournament. If yeah, you lose, Kaibo, your name goes in the Death Note. Kaibo would use it to, like, threaten Yugi to duel him, but he wouldn't actually write anyone's names in it. Mm-hmm. Seto Kaiba is definitely going in our, uh, in our interstitial everyone has a death note campaign. Yeah, he's the only person who refuses to use it. Yeah, he's like, no, I would much rather duel you. Yeah. He he's is like, like Yagami, will... but he will not use the death note. He yeah, if you lose you. to him, then he writes your name in the death note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, he's not gonna write your name in shit. He also doesn't know your name. Yeah, he does not care unless you are out time. Absolutely. Yep. Of course. Um, yeah, so we go from here. They're all at the local mod. Jonoichi or Joey, however you prefer, is in a fursuit. Um, they're all enjoying some light snacks. And Kaiba puts his big fucking head onto every screen in the entire mall and is like, Guess what? I got a new virtual reality dual disc and no one of you, none of you are allowed to have it. Except me. That's right. I'm the only one. It's all me, baby. And we go from there. Aigami is watching them, looking evil, saying something about the plot, about being like, I must get revenge. And his friends are like, no, don't do it. And I'm like, I don't care. So we come from here. Taiba flies into Egypt on his blue eyes white jet, mm-hmm. which fucking rocks. Yes. He goes into the tomb where uh, Yugi uh, and Atem fought their final duel so Tem could ascend to the afterlife. And he wanders in, and they're like, hey, we found the uh, puzzle, and we're going to... We put it in a laser box, so no one could steal it. And he's like, great, take it home, I'm going to put it all together right now. And dear little Mokuba is like, "Uh, you know that took Yugi like eight years to do, and Kaiba's like, yeah, that's because he's dumb as shit. I, on the other hand, am big-brained, and I'm going to do it tonight. Yugi didn't even have a space station when he tried to (laughs) Yugi didn't have an AI space station. That's right. He dumb as fuck. Uh, They're like, okay, it'll take us a while, because we, like, double-encrypted the entire security system here. And he's like, okay, well, um, while we wait, Aigami, get the fuck out here. Uh, Aigami walks out. They start threatening each other. Kaiba says, I have cameras all over Domino City. That's how I know you moved from there to here in about three minutes. Aigami's like, I'm going to use evil magic to kill one of your security guards. Yeah, And then I'm going to use evil magic to kill you. Kaiba is the surveillance state is going to be a really recurring thing in this movie. Right? Is the surveillance state also (laughs) owns the state? Yeah. A bit of lore about Domino City is that you're legally not allowed to live there unless you own a deck and have it registered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. just, like, owns a city and probably the world. Also- this is a city-state of Kaiba Corporation. He has his own fiefdom. And, yeah, you have to be a dueler to get in, which is probably why they all have such weird haircuts, because there's, like, one guy in there who is, like, knows how to duel but also knows how to cut hair. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. if everyone decided that there needed to be one city where every stand user lived in. Uh-huh. Everyone so, who looked oh, so, like that would just be in one place. Oh, so Mario? Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> I'm not going to think about that anymore. Um, so Kaiba Naigami duel. 
Oh no! First though, uh, I got I got my tries to use the cube on him, and uh, yeah, Kaiba just says no. Kaiba yeah. literally says no, thank you. Like it just doesn't. He just like no. And then he would have walked out completely fine if I got my head not said, "Hey, actually, you want to duel real quick?" Uh, yeah, this is also part of our uh, Kaiba interstitial campaign. Is that if anyone tries to use the death note on him, he can just say no. Yeah. Okay, so here's the fucking thing. <laughs> the, the the way Kyber resists uh, you know, the the fucking the is that fucking big plane art cube. It seems like bullshit at first, but actually I think it's because Kaiba's dual disc links him to like a neural network that is like uh, that that contains the decks of everyone in the world. So he, you know, uh, the way that uh, the the planar power works is separating you from the un- collective unconsciousness and and throwing you into a dimension where only your own perspective and your own uh, perception of reality exists, apart from you know the wills of everyone else shaping you know shaping the reality they perceive. But you know, since Kaiba is connected to this external and artificial version of the collective unconsciousness, he's just fine. He can't be separated. Yeah, he physically cannot die. Yeah, good for him. Um, I, I, once again, I am saying Kazuki Takahashi watched Serial Experiments Lane. He said that what if a network was 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 an externalization of the collective unconsciousness and he was right mm-hmm. first he was of right. all yeah i that is a great explanation for it i also like to think that it's just because kaiba refuses to die exactly unless he that wants too. to <laughs> once again if you wrote his name in the death note he would feel like chest pain for a second and then say never mind yeah, it's very much like no one tells the president what to do. He's just <laughs> like, I, good for you, I guess. Bye. <laughs> he said, magic is fake and also bullshit and it can't kill me. Um, so they duel. Uh, looks like Kaiba's on the ropes for a second. Then he summons uh, Obelis, Ron Obelis, the tormentor, uh, just because he has such a deep spiritual connection with the pharaoh. Normal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're taking the puzzle pieces back to their big sta- space station Aigami teleports up to where it is, breaks the glass on them, and then appears not to do anything else, but it turns out he stole some puzzle pieces. This will be important later. Also, I do want to mention that the way he breaks the glass is that he phases his wrist through, but then Mm -hmm. he has, like, a metal wristband, which then breaks as he goes to grab. Like, it breaks the glass after his hand is Yeah, why'd they do that? I don't... (laughs) Very much Spider-Man spraying his web, breaking the window, and then just opening it. Like, (laughs) very much that vibes. Yeah, so we go from here. Aigami has some evil talkings and goings on and rituals, and his friends are like, you're consumed by hate, brother. And he says, no, I'm not. Um, He gives one piece to a little girl named Sarah, not spelled that way, um, and says, please, keep it safe. Don't give it to anybody else. And she's like, sure. And immediately goes and gives it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, he keeps the other one and puts it in a stupid cube. Uh, after that, he hangs out with Yugi and the gang. And he's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm just a normal guy. I'm a normal dude. I'm completely average. While they're going bullying and everything. And he's like, oh, I know how to duel, but I'm very bad at it. And they're like, oh, you should duel Yugi. And he's like, oh, me? Duel Yugi? <laughs> Little me? That's crazy. Sure, I'll do it. Uh, Kaiba takes the pieces of puzzle piece back to a space station. He makes his AI put it together. The AI is like, you're 
brain meat is huge king i'm so glad you built me and kaiba's like stop sucking up to me um then we go from that aigami's walking with joey and bakura who was the original villain from Duel Monsters while he's being possessed by an evil spirit. That'll be important in about two seconds. Uh-huh. And Aigami seems to have... It's just carrying his, like, evil cube out in the open. And they're like, hey, what's that? He's like, oh. And Joey says, hey, what's with the cube? Hey, what's with the cube there? Um, and he says, oh, it's just like, it's a really cool thing. You want to look at it? You want to know where I got it? And they're like, yeah, sure. And he's like, I got it from Egypt. And Bakura's like, oh. That reminds me, my dad died in Egypt, but he used to also like rare artifacts from there. And he's like, wow, you should tell me that more. <laughs> tell me about it more right now. Do it. So Bakura gets Mind Palace. Um, Joey says, hey, stop that. And Aigami's like, you're going to get Mind Palace too. And sends him to the world where he's cut off from the collective he, consciousness of everyone else. And it's built out of only his memories. And he sends can you really remember world, everything else? He sends him to a world where like, you know, the brightness is turned way up, you know, the color yeah, the palette is super on. desaturated. Like there's all this, you know, trippy, like dark psychedelia going on in the background, uh, you know, and also it's just like very barren and empty in terms of people. And it's like, Kazuki Takahashi watched Serial Experiments Lane. I'm tell I'm saying it again. Once he once again I'm saying stop. it. It it's good. Um so Joey is walking into an internal hellscape where Aigami's like, oh by the way, this place is gonna slowly fall apart as you forget things. Uh you're about to die. Mm-hmm. Bye. And he goes back, he makes fun of uh Bakora. Bakora shares some deep memories. We get a flashback doesn't really matter matter at all um then yeah basically bakura says i have a traumatic memory and aigama aigami's like literally i was there and it was way more traumatic for me welcome to the oppression olympics fucker that's right um the aigami is like you killed my you killed my mentor and bakura's like first of all i was possessed by a dark spirit so it wasn't me second of all that spirit also killed my dad so you know why don't why don't we just talk this out uh uh, Aigami's friend, Manny, was just possessed by a dark spirit, again, because everyone keeps touching an evil Egyptian artifact like an idiot. Uh-huh. Uh, and he walks up to Korra, and he's like, I'll fucking kill you right now. And then he's like, just kidding, I'm going to get destroyed by the ring, and so is Bakora. <laughs> that happens. Yugi and his friends are looking for Joey and Bakora. They're running around. Aigami shows up, and he tries to be evil at them for some fucking reason. And then the pharaoh just shows up in Joey's dual dimension and then saves him. And Aigami's like, well, that was fucked up and leaves. Mm -hmm. And this is the part where we get to uh, Kaiba owns the entire city. Mm -hmm. Because Aigami is just sitting on a roof thinking to himself about how it was fucked up that Joey didn't die. And then two helicopters just appear in front of him. And he's like, ah, fuck, got to get out of here. And he turns around and another one's just there. And secret military police just, like, jump in, put a sensory deprivation goggle on his face, steal his cube, and then Kaiba just walks over and is like, sup, bitch, bet you thought I couldn't find you. Yeah, Kaiba literally arrested this guy for stealing his puzzle pieces. Yeah, for stealing something that he wants. Mm Mm-hmm. Kaiba arrests him, takes him away, and then he controls the grid that controls the traffic in the city. So that he can stand in the middle of the road while Yugi is at a stop sign hey, and just be like, sup. 
Seto Kaiba just like stands in the middle of a uh, a deserted like crosswalk. Oh, it's not deserted. Oh no, it's you know he just you know standing in the middle, just like illuminated by spotlights on all sides, and you know everyone's just like that's Seto Kaiba. I'm yeah, not gonna like, run him over. Not only yeah, has all the, the cars traffic, are stopped. Not only has the traffic stopped, but like all noise, and it's just become like very liminal and and sort of surreal and dreamlike as he has created just like this space of stillness in you know in the middle of this like busy city and i'm like he 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 he, he fucking watched it he watched lane <laughs> he uh-huh. kazuki takihashi is trying to subliminally tell everyone to watch Sierra experiments made and that's what we're doing but not subliminally yes <laughs> um so kaiba's like hey yugi uh Kaiba gonna... shows up and says, hey, Yugi, it's time for a duel tournament. And Yugi goes, "This is is this the time? And is Kaiba's this the like, time yes. for your fucking duel tournament? He says, yes, it's not a request. You're going to duel on it. Oh. Um, and he's like, why would I? He's like, because uh, I have the puzzle piece that revives the pharaoh. Uh, you have one of them because I've been watching your house. Uh-huh. And I have Aigami, who is the other one, because I've been watching his house. Uh, so we're all going to duel, and you don't have a choice in this matter. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Uh, Mokuba is also there, and Mokuba says, "Hi Yugi, you look great." Also, we locked up the card shop for you, which I just love the implication that they broke into his house to make sure the puzzle piece was there, and then just like light politely like closed up shop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Mokuba. Um, Mokuba is adorable in this. He's just out uh, there wearing he, his little suit. He has a little fancy boy suit. We cut from here. Some lore happens at Yugi. Uh, doesn't really matter. We come from here to the tournament where Kaiba just says some unhinged shit to a crowd of people. And then he brings out Aigami. He brings out Yugi. And he's like, okay, I'm going to duel y'all because I want to. And then Yugi's like, no, I'm dueling Aigami first. And Kaiba's like, I, fine, whatever. So they duel the lore and... The shit happens back and forth. Yugi wins. Uh, and then Kaiba says, great, my turn. Kaiba says, bring back the pharaoh. Yugi says, he's dead, bro. Get over it. Steven Universe voice, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> uh, Kaiba says, not believing you. Gonna duel you instead. And then they duel. Some shenanigans happens. In the middle of the duel, Yugi says, Fine. If dueling you won't make you see that the pharaoh's not coming back, what if I just put these puzzle pieces together into this ancient cursed object, and then nothing will happen? And Kaiba's like, oh, Yugi, you're finally going to do it for me. Thank you. And he does it, and nothing fucking happens. And Kaiba's like, oh, so you're tricking me. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I beat you to an inch of your life, then the pharaoh will come and save you. Is that how this works? Uh, They duel some more. Kaiba looks like he's about to lose, and then the lights go off. Turns out Aigami found that cursed evil ring again and is now using it to be a big, ugly, horrible monster. He says some evil at them. They duel. Kaiba and Yugi duel him. Kaiba dies, gives the Malayan puzzle to Yugi. Yugi says, I believe in the heart of the card, then also dies. But psych, Atem possesses his body, does some sick shit. I pop huge (laughs) and then kills Aigami. And then the story ends with Yugi... Being like, oh, so the pharaoh did come back. Kaiba being like, fucking told you so, bro. And Yugi being like, oh, you always believed in you. He says, you have your bond and I have mine. And then he wanders away to do what we find out 
is to take the funny cube that lets you cross dimensions, hook it up to his fucking stupid space station, and then use it to fly into the undead Egyptian afterlife so he can wander while disintegrating, mind you, to duel the pharaoh. Just like in Sonic. Just like in yep. he Christopher Thorndike Just- himself. <laughs> He fucking Sonic X'd himself. <laughs> Love that this is a recurring theme. <laughs> sometimes you DSOD yourself, sometimes you Sonic X yourself. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah. And that's the movie, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions. I know I kind of flew through it because we're on a time limit. Um, I do highly suggest everyone go watch this movie so you can also pop huge at all the Kaiba shenanigans mm-hmm. and also seeing the Pharaoh. Oh, yeah, I mean, this movie is, like, two-thirds duel, and so the duels are fun, but, The you know, duels are sick as shit. The duels are <laughs> Difficult good. to talk about in a podcast Impossible format, but, yeah, s- definitely watch the movie. Impossible to say what's going on in any of the duels, but they look very pretty. They look very cool. Um, if you haven't seen an image of Deep Eyes, White Dragon... Hey, Kaiba, what's going on? Hey, Kaiba. <laughs> hey, Kaiba. <laughs> you gave her titties. Hey, Kaiba. You gave her... You gave her curbs and titties. What's going on? Uh-huh. I, Kaiba has two loves in his life, and it's a big dragon, which is objectively correct, and it's an ancient undead Egyptian pharaoh, which is also objectively correct. Yeah. Kaiba, man of taste. Man of taste. Bisexual representation, everyone. (laughs) That's right. Big titty dragon DF and undead pharaoh. (laughs) An undead cool pharaoh. God, Kaiba is so cool. Kaiba is so fucking cool. That's... The one refrain we had when watching this movie was just, man, Kaiba's so fucking cool. Like, I fucking, I'm obsessed with him. Every time he appeared on the screen, I looked up, like, official art of, like, Deep Eyes White Dragon. Mm-hmm. She just looks like that. I know. She, sure she has, like, does. rock titties. She has rock titties. She's, like, throwing it back a little bit. Uh-huh. She's, like, throwing her hips out. You know she got the thigh-high Chanel boots. Oh, you know if she had boots, they would be the thigh-high Chanel's. <laughs> Kaiba, what's going on? Um, I would just like to talk about the big game moments, which are basically every time Kaiba is on screen, yeah. but, um, I want to mention one, one of my favorites, which is when, uh, right after Kaiba does like the stained glass window duel and he's talking with this scientist and his scientists are all like, wow, great. You did, you, you did it. You, and he's like, you shut dueled, the fuck up. You do it all time again. That's good for you. And he goes. Yeah, I spent so much time on it, uh, in like down to every fucking detail, including his, deck, his, his including style. his perfectly coiffed hairstyle. That took longer than anything else. Like my guy, you spend your waking hours thinking about every detail of the dude who beat you in a duel, like twice, even down to every manner he has, his hair, his look, his eyes, and you say, "I'm normal." Yeah, I mean, I'm picturing him going in every day and being like, the physics are wrong, AI. Get it together. That's not what his hair looked like. He didn't and, like, sweat like things that. Around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't look like that when his hair shook. That's right. You have to get it right. Yeah, he couldn't <laughs> have just, like, made, you know, an AI that duels with, like, Yugi's, you know, same deck and, and, and same, like, strategy model. No, he had to make, like, the exact hologram replica. He had to make it so that, you know, the, the, the artificial Yugi has banter with him. Uh, like, he needed the full experience. Yeah. Yeah, my one was also the duel in the stained glass uh, church. Come on, Kaiba. 
I mean, he yeah. made an entire AI projector, made his man. Uh, he made him duel with him down to Yugi attempt trash talks the same mm-hmm. in this duel. So, you know, he was just like, no, it has to be the exact same. He has to trash talk me the same. Come on. What kind of mental illness makes you make a projection of your crush? Go. Yeah, I mean, he's got it down, like, perfect so that he can, like, you know, he figured out how to beat him, but now he's just dueling him just to, like, see how he, like, just so he can put that final move on him and watch him lose. And he's like, ah, it's not enough. It's not enough. I have to drag him from death to do it to him in real life. That's if, right. If, you know we had to do it to him. If Takahashi had played the Serial Experiments Lane PlayStation game as well, then he probably, you know, Kaiba probably would have made, like, a gigantic buff Yugi robot with, uh, with artificial organs that's only half finished and then Kaiba murders it halfway through the duel oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. I mean he murders him at the end of this duel so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my next one mm-hmm. um, is kind of the duel with Aigami this is just a small one but it is at the end of Yu-Gi-Oh the three Egyptian god cards mm-hmm. which are like the ultimate tools of Atem the Pharaoh mm-hmm uh, go with him to the Egyptian afterlife. So yes. they don't exist in the world anymore. While Kaiba is losing his duel with Aigami, he just, through sheer force of will, just like draws an Egyptian god card from reaching into apparently the memory of the Egyptian afterlife and then uses it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. But it is pretty gay. It is pretty gay. It is pretty gay to do that to Mm -hmm, him. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The next one I have is the last one, which is... Or it's second to last one, really. Which is Kaiba taking the funny cube, the funny rock, and then hooking it up to a stupid fucking space station. Uh And then driving it into the Egyptian afterlife. Mm-hmm. God. To wordlessly walk in to the Pharaoh's palace, pull out his fucking dual disc, and the Pharaoh just stands up and smiles like, yeah, I knew you'd be here. Mm-hmm. Took you long enough. That's right. Now they can duel forever. Now they can duel for... It's on the weekends. Kaiba has a company to run. <laughs> That's he, right. You know he doesn't trust Mokuba to run that shit forever. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. You have your bond with him and I have mine was, was I, something. Yeah, that's oh, true. For sure. I'm really loving that one. That yeah. one was good. Yeah, looking at Yugi and being like, well, you have your bond, which is you shared bodies for an entire summer. Um, and I have mine, which is I have not stopped thinking about him for the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He lives in my brain like a parasite. <laughs> this, this he may movie... share a body with you. He lives in my mind, rent free. This movie about um, collective consciousness and, like, the brainscape and how your memory affects your the perception of reality, this movie is about how Kaiba has not let one man escape his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aigami would send Kaiba to the other dimension. It would just be a giant clip art picture of Atem. Yeah, this is That's right. this is a movie about how Kaiba was so hyper-fixated on his dead boyfriend that he... That he 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 just be became able to see him again. Yeah, he learned he while he couldn't do necromancy because that's a little difficult and requires him to believe in ne- magic. Mm-hmm. He can, however, just 
break down the borders between life and death and just go see him on the weekends. Exactly. That's something he can just do for fun. Mm-hmm. So I believe that's beautiful. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about with um, Kaiba? I know this is kind of a quick episode. I wanted a quick movie. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think we kind of or covered any it. character in this. Like I would, I, I, that's what I was gonna say. Is I think we covered the Kaiba Aten thing. It's a lot over the top. It's good. I would like to briefly talk about Tristan and Joey because they are very clearly dating, and it was very cute. <laughs> yeah, romantic movie, God. romantic mov- moments between them a lot. Junoichi mm-hmm. doesn't get a lot in this movie, but like anytime he's on screen, it's good. It's mm-hmm. every time he's on screen, it's a banger. Um, he's constantly just wrestling. Honda mm-hmm. or Tristan, however you want to say his name. Uh-huh. He, he, he's con- I did watch the English. <laughs> he puts Honda in an incredibly complex chokehold because Honda has like a guaranteed job coming out of high school and he's complaining about it because, oh, work bad. And Jonoichi's yeah. like, how's, well, how would you like to be unemployed like me? And then, you know, we, we construct elaborate rituals, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. He, and then he like, just gets well, very, with- very up on him. Yeah, while at his job at the fursuit factory, um, <laughs> Tristan is Tristan is like fixing his dual disc that's broken, and he wants the new one, so he's just like, "Oh, Tristan, you broke my dual disc," and then puts him in yet another headlock uh-huh. for some reason, and then Tristan just suplexes him out of it, uh-huh. and I just the 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 effort is elaborate. Tristan is the one who goes and tells Yugi that Joey's missing because he just noticed his bike sitting there alone. Oh, yeah. He's like, this dude would never leave this shit. They're dating. Yeah, no, it was very much vibes, like, when they were all running through, like, trying to find him. It was, like, I think it was, like, Atem who, like, pulled him out of it, but it was Tristan who was running through the yeah, street Atem's going, magic. where's my boy? Where is my boyfriend? Honda's not magic. Atem's magic. That's right. But what Honda has is gay energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 Um, I would also like to, um... Shout out uh, the Bakora Yugi shippers out there. A lot of good content with that because Bakora is either always trying to sit next to Yugi or they are actively like high-fiving or touching each other. Do we know? Oh, yeah. And the one time that um, Yugi and the one female character in this. Taya? Yeah, Taya, they high-five and miss. <laughs> yeah. And like it's one effort and they just miss. And then she high-fives everyone else in the circle. And I'm like, what is that there for if not to say, like, this is, there's no straight content in this. (laughs) Yeah, once again, more than every character in any media is trans. Everyone here is dating each other except Taya, who is going on her travel abroad. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, One day I'll bring us more Yu-Gi-Oh content. I just, I wanted to watch a quick movie and not have to do anything. Yeah, truly. Like, y- you know this is just like the group of high school friends where, you know, like five years later, you know, everyone is going to independently come to the conclusion that they're gay and trans. Uh, yeah. This is... Yeah, Joey and Tristan are gonna host, like, a five-year reunion barbecue and they're all gonna show up with, like, you know... Like, they're going to show up and be like, we're announcing that we're dating. Mm-hmm. Like, they are ho- hosting it together at their backyard because they live together. Yeah, Yugi and Bakora show up. They're also married and they yeah, just didn't both, tell anyone. They're married. They're both, like, they're both rocking the they-them pronouns, you know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Taya is showing up with her wife. Um, fucking Kaiba, who was not invited, shows up anyway. 
and then just announces that he has seen the Pharaoh multiple times while they've been gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just keeps out. Mokuba is trans. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's it, it's that high school friend group where you're like, yeah, we're all straight, and then you're like, oh, I guess I'm guess I'm not. Oh, what? Guess none and of then us were. All of them come together, and you're like, oh. So we all just knew. Uh-huh. Like, subconsciously, we all knew. Mm-hmm. We flocked together. Yeah, travel in packs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Yu-Gi-Oh. That's yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. That's, that's, this is going to be a quick one. Should we talk about ratings? Let's do yeah, our ratings. Yeah, what are, ra- <laughs> what are normal ratings God. for Kaiba? Hmm. Kaiba never talks to a woman. It's true. The no- I just like to point that out. No one ever attempts to make Kaiba seem like he has any other obsessions other than... Well, I guess there's Blue Eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we do know Blue Eyes is the soul of, like, a lady who he slightly liked. He did construct his, uh... <laughs> he did construct Deep Eyes to look like a sexy lady. That, too. I meant I was also going to say he did construct his ship to look like a Blue Eyes or perhaps a Deep Eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did make his um his jet blue eyes white dragon. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> Do we and you know that we 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 know canonically that that's not the first blue eyes jet he's owned. You, you uh, think no. he has like a full hangar full of those things? Yeah, he has like the fucking Jay Leno like car like uh, garage, but it's all blue eyes white jets. Mm-hmm. Like he has so for every blue eyes white dragon card there is, he made a jet. God. There's a three-headed jet out there that cannot fly. <laughs> <laughs> They're still working out the kinks on that one. He is trying to make it work. It cannot get off the ground. No, absolutely not. He's like, damn it, if a bumblebee can fly, I will make this piece of machinery make, get I off the ground. I will make my ultimate blue-eyes jet fly. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about what that does for no homo, but this yeah, thing's I pretty just, gay is what I'm going to say. I don't know. Yeah. Kaiba has a very specific mental illness, and that is, damn, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What I, do we want to do for no homo? God, it's, it's, it's. I ho- want to give this, like, a one star, maybe. Like, there's. <laughs> yeah, they don't kiss, but he does go to the afterlife for him. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, it's, 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 it's almost, it's almost hard to, like, get a, get a rating on all of this just because like every single fucking thing that Kaiba does is just like so grandiose and out of proportion and completely ridiculous it's like uh-huh. <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> it's, we have it's to just do hard to get this. a read on you know let's do math for this uh-huh. if the world exists on a scale of one to ten mm-hmm. sure Kaiba is constantly living at a hundred mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so maybe we should take the scale mm-hmm. and extend it from one to a 100. Uh-huh. And then adjust that back down to the 1 to 10 <laughs> and say, this is what Kaiba would be doing if he was a normal person. God. <laughs> sure. And I say, going to the undead Egyptian afterlife to go after your crush is the same thing as moving to the city as someone who had to move for, to, for work. Right. <laughs> is them being like, oh, sorry, I don't know if we can make this work. I have, to, I have to move to get my dream job. And you being like, I'll come with. Like, don't worry. I'll come with. I yeah, can like, quit. no, I will move with you. Don't worry, I can quit. I have private debts. Like, it's, it's fine. fine. And I say that's pretty gay. That's, that's pretty, pretty dedicated. Bad. That's super gay. Yeah, that's really dedicated. Mm-hmm. 
if going to the undead Egyptian afterlife is the equivalent of you being like, well, they move, so I'll just move with them. Mm-hmm. That, listen. Listen. That's dedication. Most, like, fucking friends or, like, those romantic, like, so sitcoms or whatever, that's, like, a big turning point is, oh, will they leave? Will they stay? Kaiba says, I'll leave with you. Let's go. Like, let's go right now. Not only that, he will go to, like, every length and, you know, spare no expense to, uh, yeah, to, to make is, that move. He's like, yeah, oh, is 7% like, mortgage rate? Watch me not give a fuck. He runs an entire city. He is, like, dictatorially capitalist, like, capitalist oligarchy running this city. But, like, that's not what his mind is on. He's doing that as, like, a side project yeah, a while complete... he tries to bring Aten back from the dead. That is a side project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, like, him being like, oh, let me search for, like, oh, your dream job in your city. And then discovering, oh, there's no way you're going to stay. Don't worry. I can sell my house. I'll, that shit on the market now. That shit is on the market to mar- like yesterday. Let me just set up a whole city dedicated I, to dueling so that like I can just fund my little research project. Yeah, I I got a second job to buy a new place. Where we live in? Where do you want to live in the city? Like I already bought the the apartment you wanted. Let's go. We're, I'm there. That is what Kaiba is doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want to put it at a one. <laughs> This is unseen levels of dedication yeah. to one man. This is out of control. <laughs> this is maybe concerning. <laughs> maybe a bit concerning. A bit extra. Yeah, for something that is like like it qualifies for a we rate queer bait, this has like very low levels of heterosexualizing mm-hmm. or romanticizing literally anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like but their bond is there. Like it's it's clearly like that's what it is. So like yeah, I wanna give it like a low definitely a low no homo and low no romo scale. Like I wanna say one star for no homo at least. Like, yeah, yeah, like I said, like, they in the Duel Monsters anime, they attempted to be like Blue Eyes is the reincarnation of, like, an Egyptian woman that Kaiba's previous life was maybe in love with. We don't really know. But that's the best they could do. Yeah. That is like, oh, he likes this card because it reminds him of a past life. That's it. Yeah, it's Uh, like... Tim, however, has (laughs) been living in his mind. It's like there's not anything that's really like particularly like Romo coded in this movie, but no. we know that whatever the fuck Seto Kaiba is feeling for Atem, he's feeling the most of it. <laughs> he's feeling it, yeah. all of it. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I'm going to worm my fingers out into the world uh-huh. of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh-huh. From here. We can assume Kaiba Corp gains control of basically the entire planet. Mm-hmm. Dueling becomes the currency of the globe. Yeah. There are dual schools. Everyone has something related to dueling about their personality. Mm-hmm. It controls entire corporations. So Kaiba's one. Du- du- and we find we out see- that like dual discs aren't just a thing that Seto Kaiba invented. They are like a multiversal constant throughout the fucking planescape. <laughs> Yeah, like, every dimension has a version of dual disc. Entire creatures survive off their ability to duel for some reason. Mm-hmm. So, in this, Seto we learn Kaiba in GX... is just like the fucking conduit through which dueling <laughs> is brought into the world. 
He is a portal. Touched by God. <laughs> um, we learned that, like, every character in, like, GX or, like, in the other Yu-Gi-Oh! anime, I haven't seen them in a while, basically define romantic interest through a person's ability to duel. That's how they gain romantic interest. Kaiba was just the table setter. Mm-hmm. This is how love is... Kaiba controls the world, and this is how he dictates how love is shown. You gotta duel your crush. You gotta duel your crush, you gotta be good at dueling, and that's it. You gotta. I mean... So I want to say that this is Kaiba's love language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is pretty romantic for him. Yeah. Okay. Once again, I gotta say... If we are squeezing his scale, which is always at 100, mm-hmm. down to 1 through 10, he's he's pretty high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like I, I know from watching GX, like, the more you love someone, the more you have to ruin your life in order to get them to duel you. Johan and Judai. Exactly. Like, lit- quite literally, like, whatever is going on with Judai and Yubel... It is, it is, um, uh, God, I can't remember names today. Who's the only other, oh God, there are two girls, two girls who are obsessed with you, Judai in, uh, GX. What are their names? Uh, Asuka. Asuka, and there's another one who, uh, I don't she's the Slither is it, Red is who, it Ray? like, snuck into the school. Ray? That sounds right. It might be. Yeah, Ray. They all get a big crush on Judai because he beats them in a duel. Mm-hmm. Like, they all are like, oh yeah, that guy? I'm, I'm sticking with him because he beat them in a duel. There's something remarkable. About There's him. something remarkable about him. Um, so I'm just saying, beating someone in a duel and getting them obsessed with you is romantic intent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what Kaiba's on right now. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I don't There's know. There's no Th- kissing, there's no marriage, but there was a church with stained glass windows yeah. where they dueled. Exactly. I will say, yeah, and there's something <laughs> really strong to be said about that line, again, that we came back to a couple times. You have your bond with him and I have mine. Like, he shares a body with Yugi, but he does not have the bond <laughs> with that he has with Kaiba, where Kaiba was the one who knew he would come back if they were yeah. really, really in danger. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yugi and Ka- Yugi and Atem literally shared a brain space. <laughs> like they were one with each other, and Kai was like, "Yeah, but I get him." But I get him mm-hmm, better than mm-hmm. you, and he did. He was right. <laughs> but we got something special that you guys don't. Narratively speaking, he was correct, and he is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. no, th- I think this, like one star. I wanna, this, I is, wanna, this is super. Is this going to be like actually. our first? Like, yeah, this is incredibly romantic. Where are we at on our scores? God. I think we have a one star no homo. I don't know about no hetero or no romo. No hetero has got to be pretty high. He does DSOD yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. I want to say that's a five. Kaiba has not thought of another woman except Blue Eyes White Dragon. And <laughs> yeah. That's because it's a dragon. Yeah. Like in this. Be- being a monster fucker is still pretty gay. Yeah. It is incredibly gay <laughs> to want to fuck a monster. He has not thought about a woman except if it's a dragon. And you know yeah. what? Who hasn't? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just bisexuality. Like, you're, <laughs> you're attracted just... to men and women who are dragons. Yeah, and women like, who could kill you easily. <laughs> wanting to fuck a dragon, you know, doesn't have an impact on the rest of your sexuality. That's that's why yeah. I, in asexual, am like this. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. It is... 
it is wanting to fuck the blue eyes white dragon says nothing about his character other that he is bisexual yeah yeah, I think really, like, this specific or, piece, like, the only heterosexualized, there's nothing. There's no, even in the other, like, side characters, no one has a straight relationship in this. No, it's all about dueling. Yeah. So are we thinking, uh, uh, uh five, one, five, one thinking- for no hetero, no homo, and then I think we gotta do give it a little bit of ro- no romo, just for, like, the cute high school scenes. Yeah. I want to maybe like a two or a three. Yeah, let's give it a two because once again, <laughs> Kaiba is on his bullshit. There is such a lot of like cute them being friends, mm-hmm. but when it comes to Kaiba, it is maximalism. Yeah, oh for maximalist sure. gotta get my man at all times. But when it comes to like any other part of the movie, it is all about friends being friends. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. We think a two. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm so. aiming two. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna so, say so. So that puts us that puts us at an eight. Is that our uh, first eight? Uh, uh, didn't 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 uh, uh, Osama no ranking have an eight? Oh yeah, yeah, it did, it did. Hmm. That sounds probably right. And you know that's our that's a great eight because it is mostly Kaiba barreling through every category we have <laughs> with his power. Kaiba exactly. does not deal in like middle middle sliders. No, <laughs> nope. he does not deal with like mediocrity with uh, being in the middle. It is one or the other. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. You either die or you die. <laughs> you either die or you're the best, <laughs> or you die to go duel the best. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm happy for him. Yeah, he's living yeah, his because best I life. Was... Mm-hmm, absolutely. I was talking with Devin about this. I was like, I love, like, some things like this where there's honestly two antagonists. Like, we have <laughs> Kaiba and um, um, Aigama, Aigami as, like, warring, like, you know, antagonists both trying to do, like, a thing. Really? Like, Yugi's just kind of a side character in this. this yeah, is, he does not want to be doing any of this. This is, Aigami is, like, the antagonist. Kaiba's pretty much the protagonist, and Yugi's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kaiba, it is all they're just kind of there. Aigami is obviously trying to start shit. Mm-hmm. He's Yugi the, like, is, villain, like, yeah. he, storytellingly. He Yugi is, but... is just trying to live his life, just trying to graduate and hang out with his friends. <laughs> Kaiba is also just kind of trying to live his life, but he's like, unfortunately, Yugi, I need your body. <laughs> Not you as a person, <laughs> just your form. Just yeah. So the pharaoh has someone to hop into. That's it. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, if there was another way, I would find it. And he does. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly everyone just going on their own bullshit. But unfortunately, they all just need each other for some reason. And they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That, that's it. Everyone? Go watch Dark Side of Dimensions. It's, it's, I promise it'll worm its way into your brain. It's it's the movie of all time. It is. I have very fond memories of this movie, of watching it with the Discord of Pod Agreed. Yeah, like once on, when they were watching it normally. We and watched then a second on, time when the election was going yeah, on. Yeah, like I remember <laughs> the first time I saw this movie, it was because Sarah was streaming it on election day, which was very kind of them because we were all it in was, a bad place. It was so good. It was like a soothing balm for my soul oh, just to so not good. think about the chaos of our real world and just watch Kaiba <laughs> just be so on his fucking bullshit. 
so much. Yeah, imagine if our like capitalistic overlord oligarchs were even half a swaggy as <laughs> <God>. <laughs> The thing about as that Kaiba. <laughs> is like the world would be hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> but at least Kaiba is not going to sell me like a shitty product that breaks. Exactly. Yeah. Kaiba has pride in knowing that his products are the best in the world. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite scenes in this is where he he was, like, sipping his juice after his nice duel. And then he goes, but it's not good enough. And he crushes the juice. And then he goes, hey, somebody uh, fix these bottles. This needs to, like, go back through the production chain. These are way too easy to, like, break. Like, that's oh, funny. You, I love him. You know living in Seto Kaiba's <laughs> world is going to be, like, an absolute, like, nightmare dis- dictatorship. But every single day is going to be really fucking funny. Yeah, I would hate to actually have to, like, carry a registered deck around with me. Mm-hmm. I like I like Yu-Gi-Oh card art. I don't want to have to know how to play the game enough to survive. Mm-hmm. But! But! It's better than literally any other billionaire we have right now, you hey, know? Can, hey, can we also just talk about how the new dual disc just, like, casually, like, records all your thoughts to, like, a central database? Oh, it, yeah, Kaiba hooked his brain up to the neural network, and he also records everyone else's thoughts to the central neural network. Mm-hmm. Network. Yeah, he fucking neoed himself. Can we, I want to talk about how there are two new dual discs in this uh, movie. One that Kaiba has, which is in Baby Blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, then he gave Yugi the pink one? Yeah, the other one he gives to Yugi in hot pink. Mm-hmm. Yugi is Which trans. matches. We're, we were already saying this. Yeah, but he gave it to Yugi thinking that Atem would, like, possess him. Mm -hmm. So he's like, me and Atem need to match. That's right. Yeah. He made, I don't believe he made any more dual discs. I think he made those two when he's lying. (laughs) That's right. He's like, I gotta announce this because I'm grandiose, but I I have two for me and my boyfriend. In stores now, but they're like, you know, they were like on a shelf somewhere and he pulled them. He's Mm -hmm. like, no. Yeah. It's mine. I bought Actually, it. let me rephrase. He does have a third one, specifically so he can keep sending Joey ads about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then keep price locking him out of it. That's right. Yeah, like, whenever he... Joey gets enough money to buy it, it just goes up in price. Yeah, he builds <laughs> he builds three dual discs. One for himself, one for Yugi, and one for Joey, but he will be perpetually withholding it. <laughs> he will put That's it in, right. every time he goes to the store it will be on a shelf and it will be too expensive to buy yeah the third one literally exists to be a carrot on a string for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for joey for the rest of time like you're not allowed to have it the third one exists to be a giant fuck you to Jonoichi. Yeah. That's right. And his boyfriend will go try to buy it for him and then be like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he made, he made, <laughs> he made that dual, display only. He made that dual <laughs> disc specifically to keep Jonoichi perpetually in fursuits. That's right. <laughs> yep. You got you got <laughs> Jonoichi gets a free fursuit from his job. Yeah. Right? Good for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit expensive and someone's like, you want one? Uh, uh, what a fucking film. I could talk about the world of Yu-Gi-Oh for hours. It's it's it's, it's 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 so incredible. Like it is and you know what? I don't have to. Everyone go watch, go listen to Pod Agree, the world's only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. And you That's can right. hear other people talk about the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! for hours. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think about G- the, the, just like the world of GX and I'm like, wow, that's really funny. <laughs> GX is incredible. GX the thing is about fantastic. every time I do have to agree, disagree with Pod Agreed when they're like, oh, the story, there's no like the overarching story isn't good. Everything's just kind of weird and random. I'm just like, that's all I want from Yu-Gi-Oh! You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want 
Kazuki Takahashi is done writing him story. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't the world want should be plot. so bullshit just, at this point. I don't want a plot. I just want escal- escalation. <laughs> I just want things to keep escalating for no reason. <laughs> exactly. GX is like one of the best background shows to have on. Like it's literally just like, fuck yeah, they're dueling. That's all you <laughs> like, need to know. You don't yeah, need to know more than that. You don't need to know the plot. Occasionally you'll zero in to like some line of dialogue and you'll be like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll zero back out. You'll be like, yeah, okay, well. Like, <laughs> that's not my business. Going back to chopping vegetables, I guess. Yeah, I was watching, you know, I watched most of season four, and then I was like, you know what, I can just have this on in the background, even though it's subtitled. So I was just watching it while I drew, and, you know, just just missing, like, 90% of the episodes. And then I watch, and then, you know, at some point, I just sort of, like, look up, and Judai is dueling the Grim Reaper, who is talking about how the universe was created when a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card was flipped over. That's it, right. It's fucking insane. And I was like, wait, do I have to go back? <laughs> no, do I have to back up a little bit? I can't wait for I can't wait for Potagree to get there. I they're like so fucking close to the like horrible skeleton man <laughs> being like, I bet you didn't know the universe was made from someone flipping a fucking card, did you idiot? God said let there be Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> But you didn't know that. God said, "I special summon the I, I special summon light. I special summon the earth." That's right. And I end my turn. I place my trap card, which is the Garden of Eden. Oh my god! God, maybe I will just make Yu-Gi-Oh GX my next suggestion. God. Because as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I'm just like, I'm remembering the time that that same fucking Grim Reaper looked at fucking Johan and was like, you have a deep darkness in your heart, mm. something that occupies your thoughts all the time. And then Johan's like, yeah, that's Judai. Yeah, that darkness is just that he loves his boyfriend. <laughs> that, he's, like, he's like, I got to think about him all the time so I can always think about how I'm going to beat him in a duel. That's right. That's Judai right there, and I'm like, holy shit. You gotta stay on your toes. You gotta stay on your toes thinking about your man near constantly. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, so, do we have anything else? It'll be Emery. Time to tell us. Yeah. Tell us the next thing. <laughs> uh, tell us so, the line. Sky, I did just want to run this by you first. Uh, I wanted sure. to check with everyone for, for this next one because it is a horror series and it's got like content warnings for suicide and unreality. So I already got an okay from Devin. I just wanted to check with you. With advance notice, yeah, that should be fine. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, surprise bitches, we're going to talk about Serial Experiments Lane. <laughs> this movie made me fucking think about it, and now I now I now I want to do it. I'm happy I gave you this worm. <laughs> uh, I can't fucking wait. Uh, it's gonna be so. It's gonna be just like Dark Side of Dimensions. <laughs> yeah, I've I been can't... enjoying. Like, I don't. I, I'm not familiar, so I'm enjoying like you being like, oh yeah, this is like <laughs> basically taken straight from something. And now next week we're gonna go through it. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, like it is oh, literally just like Dark Side of Dimensions. <laughs> it's also just like Digimon Tamers. Just you mm. know me. Uh, so I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be saying they're like, wow, getting big Digimon Tamer vibes from this. Exactly, exactly. Motherfucker who's only seen Digimon Tamers <laughs> getting big Digimon Tamers vibes from this. Yup, yup, yup. Also, this is gonna be another one that'll be very interesting to rank because there's not like a whole lot of no hetero content. Like, you know, there's definitely a little something going on between Lane and Alice, but also like. Not not super forefronted in the series. I think what we're, you know, but at the same 
time, it's something that that every single fucking trans woman is, is obsessed with. So I think we're just going to be, you know, approaching it from that angle. Yeah, as someone who has listened to um, Sane and Red, I I get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right. Well, then. I'm excited. Listeners. I was about to end this, like, uh, uh, gun will hunting, so that's <laughs> yeah. not right. No, you let's, are we, we got to do our fucking yeah. plugs Well, first. I'm not light Yagami anymore. <laughs> what are our plugs? Who wants to go first? Um, my new brand is being reclusive, so I did change my Tumblr URL, and Twitter is dying, so I'm not getting back on there anymore. But you can still find the show at uh, We Rate Queer Bait on Tumblr, and uh, I still have my Go Next Willix Hunting up and running, um, so that's there. And then you can also find me on Bandcamp. I'm at Sky. And you can find the podcast on Twitter at uh, We Rate Queer Bait at Twitter.com. You can find me on Twitter just watching kind of like the crackling flames of it. Valid. As it slowly dies um, at Groove and Ghastly. And you can't really find me anywhere else. I'm on Tumblr, but I don't do anything on it except reblog shit, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can. Oh, you can also find me on another podcast called The Sonic Shuffle. A random and holistic Sonic Lore podcast. Oh, yeah. You That's just right. did your hundredth episode. Congratulations! We did. I'm so we did. Happy it was that you on Doctor Starline. Starline finally. It's been a long time coming. I love that fucking <laughs> horrible, <laughs> shitty platypus. Oh, uh, he's so. My good. favorite kind of character is someone who refuses to learn any lessons whatsoever. Ever, <laughs> and that's that's him. Yep. Always. Uh, that's him, baby. The lesson Starline learned from bad guys is that, like, what if I became worse? (laughs) What if I was an even worse person? What if I just, like, got worse as a person Mm -hmm. all the time? Mm -hmm. And, you know, good for him. Good for him. I love to watch him. We love it for him. One day I will uh, do uh, Starline and Eggman as a Wii rate. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be very good, because it's mostly just going to be Starline being like, I love you, and Eggman being like, I hate you. Yep. So much. (laughs) Valid. It's valid. God. Listen, if I had to hear straight people talk about Harley Quinn and the Joker for, like, years... We're allowed to do this with Eggman and Starline. It's, right? It's yeah. the same. Yeah. It's equality. Yep, right? <laughs> so you uh, can find Emery. me on a podcast called Digimon Ghost Gaze, where we talk about the anime Digimon Ghost Game. A uh, troubling recent episode that we watched where Janlimon makes a joke about violating Kyoshiro's butthole, so that was, pr- mm. that was something. <laughs> In the same episode where she t- kept trying to give him head. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Poor K. Jellymon really in a mood that episode, huh? <laughs> J- 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 Jellymon's been in a mood for a while. <laughs> Jellymon, what the fuck? Yeah. I said it um, in the Discord when the um, sec- sensual sexual plant that likes to sniff people mm-hmm. was around that most Digimon is like overtly horny. Mm-hmm. But very rarely is it overtly sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost it's Game like, is like, I'm not going to be horny, per se. I am going to be sexual. Yeah, like, Digimon Digimon is is has a lot of kind of sexual energy to it, especially in, like, a lot of the monster designs. It still yeah. fucking takes me for a loop every time I see it being sexual. <laughs> 
it has like a horny design. I'm like never you know, someone was it. like design it when they were horny, but <laughs> it rarely is like. But sex is gonna happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This show is multiple times characters being like, "And what if we fucked?" <laughs> Ghost game. Like out of nowhere. Speaking of sexual furry content, I'm on for affinity with the username Space Robot. I don't draw a lot of like sexual content, but it's there if you no. want to see it. But it's somewhere in there. It's somewhere in there. You got to be logged it's in possible. to see anything with the mature tag. Um, yeah, if you want to be sexually horny, you you got to get a mature tag. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, username is Space Robot. If you want to commission me, you can get in touch at spacerobotart at gmail.com or just hit me up on Discord if you know me there. Hey, this show has a Discord, you know? It's we do. linked in the show notes. You can go there and say hi and and talk about your favorite funny Seto Kaiba moments. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to just shout this out because we have a good time every Monday. You can also join the Digimon Ghost Gaze Discord, and then every Monday at around 7 o'clock, we have what's called uh, Apply Mondays, where we watch the show At Monsters. And if you want to also watch a show that's on its bullshit wholly and completely, mm-hmm. please join us. Oh yeah, like If fucking... you want to meet a character who is basically Seto Kaiba's son... Tempting. I, yeah. He is a special <laughs> brand of freak. You would love like... him. Also, like, we're gonna be done with that series pretty soon, and after that, you know what my next fucking pick is gonna be. Do yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say four Apple Mondays, but then I remembered the show this for a show. second. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, do I? But yes. Yeah. Yeah, that show is extremely gay. Oh, it's mm-hmm. real homo for sure. For like out of for like no reason. Mm-hmm. Like out of nowhere. A lot of characters looking deeply at another character and saying he's the main character to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, also, I was on an episode of uh, of Pot of Greed. Go check that one out. I drew funny Ubel looking at dual milk uh, for the for the mm. episode art. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I'm on an upcoming audio drama pilot, which I'm very excited about, and news about that should be forthcoming. Uh, probably sometime in the in uh in in the new year. Wahoo. Hello, hello. More projects, more podcasts. More podcasts. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. So I think that's it for me. Oh, is that it? So you guys think we should uh end the podcast here? You think we should oh, wait, you think you we think should, we should lay podcast? ourselves face down and end our podcast? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it would be really funny if we all laid ourselves face down. Oh yeah, and it would then be. ended the podcast. It would be. I was kidding though. Oh, oh you're kidding? <laughs> yeah, kidding? Oh, you know, oh. I thought. Oh, I thought well, you were you, serious. That's funny because you triggered my trap card. Oh, oh shit! When this card is activated, we end the podcast. Oh fuck! Damn. Unless. Unless. <laughs> Unless. Unless. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.